Hey guys, I'm Stevie Nelson. And I'm Dave Horwitz. And you are listening to I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. And we have another wonderful food-centric episode for you today with a returning guest. He is the senior editor at Eater LA. He is a food writer, food lover, food appreciator, very funny guy. Uh, one of our favorite guests to have, it's Farley Elliott. before this I made you both ingest my apple cake that I make that's my grandmother's recipe that's been passed down from my mom to me what are your guys's reports of it right off the bat I just want to say so much what if it was bad (laughs) (laughs) honestly with my likelihood it very well could be I took, I took a serum today I'm unable to lie mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hooked up to a, to a polygraph right now uh, we might have to change the name of our show to because what? I make everything well? Yeah. I don't know yeah I haven't burned anything in years yeah. I'm a true baker yeah <laughs> No, I bake everything. So delicious. <laughs> you it's liked very it. delicious. Yeah. yeah. Lighter than a normal coffee cake. Okay. Uh, although the topping was perfect and reminiscent of some of the best coffee cakes I've had without Just being a, overpowering. A little crumb on top, you know? That's all I need is a little oh, crumb. Oh, you wanted a crumb. No, no, no. That's my point is like you just the top where it gets that little bit of like crispiness, yes, but it's not, it's still soft. It's great. Yeah. Wow. Apples cooked so, perfectly in the middle. Wow. Good layering. This is great for my self-esteem. Great with a cup of coffee, I'm sure. So good. I'll send you guys home with some. Great. If you want it, I don't want to keep forcing it on you. (laughs) The first move was definitely a force, but I'm happier for it. I mean, I guess it would make for better radio if you handed us like a pile of garbage. Next time I will. Like, and it was burnt and nasty. Next time Uh, it'll just be flaming hot Cheetos on a plate and I'll be like... Good luck, everyone. I made something. <laughs> I should. I next time I bake something, I'll bring it in because I've been experimenting lately. Uh, the most recent thing I made was, um, and this is, and it's going to sound crazy, and it's a little bit less crazy because I don't <laughs> think any of the flavors are overpowering. But I got it, got it in my head that I wanted to make banana bread. Yeah. And I was like, okay. what if instead of chocolate chips, it was Oreo? Wow. And I was like, what if also there was Heath Bar in it? Wow. Uh, so let me just so say. You made a- you made a candy-packed banana bread? No, I didn't pack it with anything because I pulverized, I scraped the middle <laughs> out of Oreos and got a bunch of Heath Bar morsels and put it in a food processor and so, and folded it in and then sprinkled it on top too. And I got some bad news for people who like that we don't know how to do anything. It was delicious. goddamn delicious. Now, did you do this for an episode of Netflix's The Chef's Table? <laughs> it sounds incredible. No, I didn't, but uh, I devoured it way too fast to have anybody photograph it. Got it. The next season of I Burn Everything mm-hmm. is just going to be Dave and I on reality food shows. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, actually Making competing. the rounds. I love that. Just yeah. beautiful slow-mo shots of you scraping up the inside yeah. of an Oreo. With like a, <laughs> it's great. A bead of sweat <laughs> dripping down my face. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually helping. I'm just panicked. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you're just in the audience supporting. <laughs> yep. But getting nervous. Getting so nervous. (laughs) Um, Farley, thank you for being back. Yeah, of course. You're our, is he our first guest to come back? No, right? No, No, you're our second. You're our second 
Farley, you're our second guest to come back. Wow. And also, I don't know if uh, Katie Stoll came back as a co-host. Oh, that doesn't count. Oh. Yeah, Katie Stoll doesn't count if you're listening, Katie. Yeah, log off <laughs> now, Katie. Look, I love Two Katie. Control, but delete. We haven't interviewed her twice. We've now officially interviewed you twice. Yeah. Well, we haven't interviewed him yet. He could storm out at any That's moment. That's true. You could I had leave. a couple questions lobbed my way when I walked in. Oh, yeah, tons. Yeah, everyone uh, was very nice about it. Yeah. Okay, so the reason we had you back... <laughs> mm-hmm. Is because we had an entire episode mm-hmm. with Ashley Hairston about French fries. Yes. And you wrote to us that you love the episode mm-hmm. and you completely and totally disagree with the French fry ratings. I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm paraphrasing I just, because no, that's, that's my favorite. Right. Yeah. You know? I'm a man with a dark heart. No one denies that. <laughs> uh, I thought that the episode was lovely and I'm so pro anybody who wants to have like a French fry bar at their wedding. I think that's thinking outside the box that we can really use in the wedding industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, keep costs low, keep everybody happy. But I will say that like, God, God bless anybody who thinks that like Jay's bar has the best bar fries in the city, like (sighs) makes me sad. I just go, there's so many better fries out there and I want Ashley or anyone else to have the sort of experience that I know is possible in Los Angeles. Okay. Here's a little inside baseball. Okay. Now I was with you on New Year's Eve Mm -hmm. and at a certain point, so was Ashley. That's true. There was no confrontation. There could have been. Were were you, were you just boiling? (laughs) Well, I had not listened to the episode then. Oh, okay. oh that's yeah. good. Yeah, and I also... Oh, it wasn't out yet. Okay, sorry. Yeah. My mistake. My mistake. And that wow. was also my first time meeting her. Oh. I'm polite on first meeting. Second okay. time is where yeah. I get confrontational. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's a good She's rule of thumb. She's such a lovely yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. She probably would have cried if you actually <laughs> she, she came up to her nice. and did that. I'm glad that the timing of it worked out so perfectly to where the rebuttal could actually be here yeah let's make it public you know yeah <laughs> let's do it she'll come back on it'll be great mm-hmm. we'll just Cards keep flip flopping it'll be yeah. really perfect i will say yes i do you know as a as a just normal human mm-hmm. who doesn't have too much experience um with restaurants and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i will say it is really i read most of your articles oh, because i nice. don't really know what to eat or where to go yeah and it will be so nice to actually hear what the good fries are because I know that there are good fries in LA. I right. know there have to be. Yeah. But honestly, <laughs> lately haven't had any. Mm. Well, I'm here to help. Okay. Um, let me, I will lay some general ground rules and you're very nice to say that you read the site. Um, I think that the city is so massive. Like you are not wrong yeah. in not knowing where to go a lot of the time. And it's also really important to take a big step back and think about how, uh, this city really operates. We're it's something I try to think about all the time. We're a twenty two percent white city, you know, statistically speaking, any perspective that I have on Los Angeles is wrong. So like yeah. the folks that I know who don't ever go to the San Gabriel Valley or feel like they want to go more or never go to the San Fernando Valley or folks who never go downtown or to Venice, like you are all right in doing Los Angeles in your own way. Mm. So you shouldn't feel bad. Okay, my great, point. great. Yeah. Okay. Um the second thing I will say is for the best version of a thing is in Los Angeles, usually shorthand for you're going to drive like 15 minutes further than you want to, mm. which is like a deterrent for some people. And I get that too. Yeah. Especially if you're really hungry. Yeah, especially well, we, did, really we did hungry. speak about this a little bit on our Brendan Smith episode, mm-hmm. as far as uh, driving is concerned, where, you know, uh, you're going to end up spending roughly the same amount of time driving to my example was the in and out in Hollywood and then waiting in that mm-hmm. line right. in the middle of traffic or in a tr- like 3 p.m. versus 
oh, uh, maybe I'll go to Boyle Heights or maybe I'll go downtown or maybe I'll go to Koreatown or something. Yes, 100%. Yeah, exactly. And also, why not have the best version of it? Yeah, once in a while too, right? Like, uh, always. Yeah, sometimes my friends ask me for recommendations and I've given up on a certain type of friend telling them what I actually think is the best of something and I just usually give them like the goodest in their neighborhood and that totally works for them. But other people I know really do want to try a best version of a thing. And for those people, like, awesome. You know, I'm, I'm, willing to help them out as much as possible or at least as much as my experience extends you know yes um have either of you guys been to howland rays i don't even know what words you're saying i have eaten howland rays i have never been there what is what is that you try to pitch howland rays i want to hear you can you spell it it for me i'm having howland h-o-w-l-i-n apostrophe apostrophe rays r-a-y apostrophe s where is this well chinatown yep okay uh in a little plaza um Close to, gosh, I'm going to bangle everything, where they have the Chinatown Nights celebration. It's, um, the whole place has been, not taken over, but there's a bunch of newer, uh, kind of, not pop-ups, but new, kind of, uh, new kid on the block, uh, sexy young thing-esque. Like, oh, this is a buzzy new place. Um, there's a couple places like that in this little plaza, and Helen Ray's is one of them, and it's, um... What kind of food? Extremely... Extremely spicy uh, Louisiana style hot chicken, or no Nashville style hot chicken. This is I love everything. Yeah, you're nailing it. Okay, um, so I worked on wow. a TV show uh, in the writers' room. Uh, oh boy, at this point, two, uh, 2018. So okay. for most of 2018, I was at, at a job, and you know, you get food brought in, and one day it was a big special day, and Ooh. we sent our poor suffering but wonderful writers pa who i heard has now been promoted to writer's assistant so congratulations, congratulations jeremy congratulations jeremy but we a sent a couple years away from getting paid this is really great. <laughs> <laughs> but we sent we we my boss sent jeremy to howland rays okay. which is an extremely popular spot yes to pick up all manner probably a couple hundred dollars worth of or at least 150 dollars worth of hot chicken sandwiches tenders uh, I believe maybe there was fries, a couple of sides. Um, they all come with, you know, a couple of pickle slices, a, a, mm. a piece of a standard white bread. Mm. I believe it's white bread. Country. But kind Dave, of, no, you're absolutely right. There must be fries involved because why else would we be talking about this? There definitely are fries involved. However, I can't be helpful enough because uh, I can't be too helpful because we did not receive the fries. <gasps> but the, the thing you get there is a hot chicken sandwich and there's different levels of heat and there's several... Uh, videos that were posted to Instagram and are still floating around my phone, I, I think, of different members of the staff shivering under blankets because we were so, like they ingesting all this heat was like ruining our bodies. What? Yeah, yeah. It's hot have... chicken in like the real sense of wow. Hot burn your mouth off. Oh whoa! Five, ten, twenty alarms. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Scoville level off the charts. Exactly. Do you know about like hot chicken as a phenomenon at all? Nope. Okay, so it started. In- <laughs> This this version of this is great. <laughs> no, this she is, is upset. <laughs> but like, this is my point. Statistically speaking, you're right. You know what I mean? Nobody wow. nobody has any expectation of what we should but or shouldn't know you, about. Yeah, but I'll tell you this. I am so interested in all of this that I'm stoked in a way that shouldn't be normal. Well, if this is perfect for the podcast. The origin story of Nashville style hot chicken is with a prince a family called Prince out of Nashville. And as legend has it, the original uh, oh, yeah. founder, uh, Mr. Prince, uh, 
he was a bit of a philanderer, and his wife uh, used to, when he would come home uh, drunk and hungover, having slept with another woman in the morning, make him food. And one day she was fed up with him, and he demanded that he make her hot chicken, or that she make him hot chicken. And she said, I'm going to put as much spice in this as I can to like ruin this guy's day. And she, as a way of getting back to him, made this Nashville-style hot chicken. But instead of being egregiously burdened with like health effects, he loved it, and they decided to make a business out of it. So now Prince's yeah, it's is such a good story. Yeah. So her revenge became the, the restaurant. Became profit. Yes, exactly. Wow. What can I do with that? <laughs> <laughs> the best revenge is All profit. The wheels yes. are turning. Yes. Sell a bunch of pocket affirmations. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So now like Prince's is like a worldwide phenomenon in Nashville, and there wow. are all these other places that are like doing an homage to Nashville style hot chicken. Okay. Um, and it's not just about putting like spicy stuff in the batter. A lot of it is uh, that, but then also finishing in almost like a Chinese style chili oil where the oil itself has been spiced. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and to Dave's point, there's different levels. You can get like country, which is zero at Howland. And then there's always uh, all the way up to like Howland plus, which okay. is like the hottest possible. Thing. Is it typically deep fried chicken? Yes, it's all fried chicken. Okay, okay. Yep, exactly. Okay, I was picturing it wrong. Great. Yeah, so there's like different um, different like flour and batter mixtures with okay. different levels of spice. And then they have like a big oil dredge. And mm-hmm. then they'll like put it through a slightly spicy oil. And then they'll also finish it with like more chilies or like flowers and spices Ooh, on top cool. too. So it's like very delicious, but crazy hot and spicy. Like. That's Sounds incredible. Yeah. So the point I'm making about all of this is like Howlin' Rays is kind of a great example of the French fries. There are crinkle cut fries and Mm. they do this um, (laughs) slightly... Uh, this like needs a minute. She, she just pitched over backwards in the chair. Uh, they do a a southern style what they call like a shake, so it's like a slightly spicy um, mix of like herbs and seasonings that they like shake up in a bag to put the fries to like dredge the fries in, and it is like delicious by itself. One of the greater examples of crinkle cut fries I think you'll find anywhere in Los wow. Angeles. And then here's the real kicker: everyone hold on to the end of the table. Uh, the the, there is an entire menu, an, a secret menu at Howlin' Rays of things that you have to know to ask for. And one of the things that you can ask for is Mario style fries where they will cut up chicken, hot chicken to your spice preference, put it on top of the French fries with like cheese and some of their what they call comeback sauce, like a spicy aioli. And then you just eat like the whole thing out of the box. It is a top five food in Los Angeles. Whoa. What? It's a, it's a, a hot chicken version of Frito pie. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, but with French fries instead yeah. of Fritos. But yes. Wait, I love that. <laughs> and is Mario somebody that works Mario there? Mario works there, yeah. Okay. So a lot of the um, dishes that are off menu are in homage to guys who work the line there. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's incredible. For a second, I was trying to figure out the Super Mario illusion. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Me too. Um, I was they like... have Luigi-style fries. No, no, no. But I mean, I mean, a little, little bit of a tangent, but maybe you can speak to a little bit because the, the hot chicken thing has exploded to the point where... KFC has Louisiana style hot chicken. I've never had it, but they they were making a big deal about how they yeah. were they were putting their hat in the ring. To that point, there's a bunch of different hot chicken places that have sprung up like in the past couple of years like crazy in the wake of Helen Ray's exploding. Uh, for example, there's a place called Angry Birds. There's a place called Dave's Hot Chicken. And Dave's Hot Chicken oh. started in just like a, a parking lot, right? Yes. And now they have multiple storefronts. Yes, exactly. And this is a little bit of a dive into um, Los Angeles's street food and pop-up culture, which is like 
the biggest and most pervasive uh, part of dining in LA. We have yeah. 50,000 street food vendors in Los Angeles County. That's everybody That's from people doing wild. hot chicken to tacos to fruit carts or whatever. This is also your specialty. Yes. I, I wrote a book in 2015 that's all about the history of street food in Los Angeles. Um, it's certainly my preferred style of dining in LA, and I think it's what makes this city more unique than any, any other dining city in America. So Dave's was a couple of guys who used to go to Holland Ray's and really liked it and then thought, well, we can kind of do our own version, um, pull together a couple hundred bucks, started as a pop up in a parking lot. And then that because the story works like they were doing chicken tenders and curly fries at the time. And it was interesting to see it make it onto the street. They're like young pretty hip Armenian guys, they just sort of exploded within the Armenian food community. And so now there are dozens and dozens of hot chicken places like in the Valley in Glendale, wherever that are all doing like sort of knockoff ish versions of Dave's, which is itself like originating from Howlin' Ray's. Interesting. It's like that level. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That is so crazy. And Dave's now has a franchise agreement. They are going to probably have, I would venture to say, 80 locations in the next five years. Whoa. They signed a franchise deal with the people who do like Wetzel's pretzels <gasps> and became literal millionaires oh, overnight. They, what? Yes. They, Wait, but Helen Ray's only has the Helen one, Ray's right? only has the one. Yeah. But and, Dave's uh, offshoot or a copycat yeah. of Helen yeah. Ray's, they're now millionaires. Well, their business models are different too. Johnny it's Ray's a different own, thing. Yeah, Johnny Ray from Holland Ray's wants to make the best singular product and service experience possible. The guys from Dave's wanted to do a pretty good job and make a bunch of money. And, and they, they have did a proven great, very successful. Yeah, they did that. a great job. Yeah. Wow, they're going to be in malls across America. Yeah, literally. But the thing about Helen Ray's is that it's like, it's become, you know, it's the actual quality version of the charcoal black ice cream with the black ice cream cone where yep. people want to sign up mm. and uh, or line up and take pictures. Like, Howlin' Rays, there's a line no matter when you go, mm-hmm. all day, day and night. It's 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 kind of unprecedented, and it, I I understand why they're not opening another location. I think yeah. they'll well, ride that out as long as it'll go. Like Daikokuya, in uh, which is my favorite ramen place in yeah. LA, they have a couple more locations, but the little Tokyo location, constantly there's people out in front, yeah, yeah. like twenty people, yeah. So um, Holland is eventually going to open another location in Pasadena, but they maybe like two, three weeks ago partnered up with uh, Post Malone for like a <laughs> branded Ghost Malone, like Post Holland. Oh, Ghost yeah, Pepper? Yeah, Ghost Pepper sandwich thing through, um, uh, <laughs> through Postmates. Uh, oh, that, wait, does Post Malone own Postmates? No, no. It was wow, just this, this is like, too much. Yeah, it was just like a three-tiered collaboration of Howland Rays, Post Malone, and Postmates coming together. And Howland then, Rays, I'm sure, made a bunch of money. This is the inception of chicken yeah, yeah, yeah. yes but i my... would like post-its to be a part of this too <laughs> <laughs> we need post-its on there mm-hmm. um we need uh carl malone the postman oh, yeah, 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 everybody yeah uh the point is they were working in an off-site kitchen just trying to do orders that you could get delivered on postmates and they literally broke postmates yeah <gasps> within five minutes postmates was dead they were getting 500 orders a minute and they oh. had to stop servicing people because the app wouldn't function Oh my like god! Like crazy, crazy, crazy. That's amazing. That's how popular they are. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, what this is all like a, a shaggy dog tail way of saying like, because it's I, I encourage our listeners if you're enjoying what you're hearing, listen to Farley's previous episode, which I believe was back in 2016 or even possibly 2015. But the landscape has. I mean, Helen Ray's wasn't even around four years ago. No. Yeah. And it, now it's like one of the biggest restaurants in Los Angeles. Right. So it's like. 
I mean, I, I'm extremely glad that we're talking fries and it led us, it veered yeah, us off into the soul. This is a photo of the fries that they do, the Mario style fries. <gasps> so they put like coleslaw and pickles and red onions and that comeback sauce and oh, the fries the are seasoned. That would, that's enough to sell me. And so all of this to, to sort of close this, uh, <laughs> this huge tangent is, <laughs> you know, you're probably going to wait anywhere from 45 minutes to a couple of hours okay. on a weekend for this. And it just happens to be, I think, one of the best French fry dishes you can get in Los Angeles. Okay, and incredible. that's the work you've got to do sometimes, you yeah. know? Yeah, and is, okay, so that's the best version of crinkle cut fries. Do you I have, think so. Do you have another, like, yes. suggestion or recommendation? I would say, if you want, certainly an easier experience, yeah. um, Top Round on La Brea, and these are all going to be obviously very Los Angeles specific. Top, uh, Top Round on La Brea, just south of Wilshire, is kind of modeled as a modern day Arby's. So yeah. they do like roast beef sandwiches and yeah, stuff. I was going to say. And they do really awesome curly fries, <gasps> okay. which is not something you see that often. No, mm. they're rare. Yeah, which I truly, truly love. Okay. Oh, there's another there's a top round in is it in San Gabriel Valley there's another one I think um, they've opened a couple they opened know. one in Austin they opened one up in San Francisco there's a few is, is yes the, the yeah. point the point is this there, so there's it's not a few. just Los Angeles look it up yeah. we're not doing yeah exactly yeah. if you want um, Dave I know this is something you talked about with La Poubelle that sort of like thin um, bistro style french fry yeah at uh, no, Stevie is. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on, one, one second. Stevie is making uh. a dismissive thumbs down. You didn't do this that has on me, the Ashley episode. I'm gentler with women, okay? <laughs> oh my God, I'm your friend. I'm the co-host of this show. Sometimes, Dave, I wake up with just a little more personality than necessary, Ooh. you know? And today's one of those days. You know them. Sometimes on the podcast, I'll have really strong opinions about things I didn't care about the day before. Yeah, and sometimes we both go completely insane. But now, now hold on. Before you, you yes. give me an alternative, yeah. what is your beef with this fry from La Poubelle yeah, that you said nothing about? a couple like a month ago i do not like fries that don't have like a like a fluffy middle part if your fry is just all outside with nothing in the middle i'd rather die than eat it oh i don't want your <laughs> i need this energy from you all the time i don't want your shoestring french fries if i wanted to eat just the skin or the outside of a food I would do that, but I'm not paying you for it. Well, Apple does. It's not potato. It's let's see. Okay, you know what? I, you know what? I, I'm Farley. gonna take your vehemence and your passion, <laughs> and I'm gonna say I respect it. Thank I, you. I didn't know about this before because. Mm. Because if you remember, I was the one talking about La Poubelle fry. I, maybe just because we were in front of Ashley, you didn't want to really tell tell your true feelings because you would have sure just I gone off. Was even listening Look, the Dave, first time. <laughs> it's twenty twenty. She doesn't want to eat potato skins, no matter how they've been chopped up. I mean, I want. I I respect Stevie. She could do whatever she what. what but you, also, what you, if there were actual potato skins, like you know the the like dish, a Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings. I'd eat those in a heartbeat. Yeah, that we have not seen. Like nobody is, uh, nobody has really brought the modified modern potato skin to life yet. Can it's you? still at chains only. We got to find somebody to do that. That seems like a it, like it's begging to be done. Yes, it seems like, like if a Dave's something... hot threw in, we're yeah. like maybe we'll swipe sub out curlies for a little bit and do potato skins. Yeah, people lose their mind. I mean, fully loaded. Look, <laughs> fully loaded potato skins. Look. Fully loaded Tato skins. <laughs> it sounds like the sequel to fully loaded to like whatever Tato skins movie is first. There's Tato skins Tato and then there's Tato skins, Tato skins fully, skins loaded. fully loaded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like a comeback movie. Yes. Um, 
it seems like maybe, you know, a thing we could all do together and open a potato skins restaurant. Ooh, I love that. I mm. honestly could see I mean, that would pay dividends. Yeah. We could yeah. retire off of that. Yeah. I mean, and the special, we could have a special menu where you put different kinds of proteins on them. Yeah. I mean, imagine the possibilities, gentlemen. The only Impossible other- Burger Crumbles or Beyond oh. Meat. Yeah, yeah, we could get Post Malone. <laughs> we could, wait, what's another? There's a musician like that. Oh, Hobo Johnson. We could Ooh, get yeah. Hobo Johnson's yep. Yep. Uh, skinless... Potato. Yep. Maybe he's got tots. Yeah. Oh. Johnson okay. tots. And then all the music's like, is he rapping? Is he just speaking? Is he talking? We don't know. Is he crying? What's his old girlfriend thing? He made <laughs> this in his bedroom, but it sounds pretty good. <laughs> the only other restaurant idea I've ever had is me and my friend Noam uh, wanted to start a place called Fuck It Will French Fry. Or, sorry. <laughs> I already fucked it up. Uh, uh, Fuck It Will French Toast Anything. <laughs> we basically, we have we have the, we, we will dip it in an egg batter and French toast it. If we've got it on the menu, you can toast it. This is a car- This is absolutely a car. Carnival booth, yeah, like one hundred percent. This is not a franchise. To, I need to pop this up at the fair next year. It's like it's like a Monte Cristo, yeah. but everything could Literally be a Monte anything. Cristo. Bring it in. We'll French toast it. Did, that is so funny. Did I ever tell you about my onling, um, my onling food truck idea? No. It's just snacks. Mm-hmm. So it's like tater tots, French fries, even just pickle chips, tiny little things that you would want on the sides. It's basically just sides. It's sides. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You Let can me call know. it the sidecar. Oh. Sidecar Donuts is already there, which could be Fuck. a little bit of a fringe. No. Thing. Uh-uh. Chuck we'll it. Do side- <laughs> Boot we'll, it. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll do not sidecar donuts. Yes. Mm-hmm. That'll, then- that'll get us away from the lawyers. <laughs> My only restaurant idea was was <laughs> smashed to bits when I went into a restaurant that executed this, this concept. What? I wanted to have a restaurant called The Booth because every time you go to a restaurant, everybody want. wants The Booth. Mm-hmm. Uh. I feel like a horse's ass because I walk into what used to be Eat Well and is now called the Toasted Bun in Glendale, right down the street from my gym. Yes. And what are the, what's their seating? They have a counter, but then they also have all booths. The whole place is yeah. booths. Yeah, but it's not called the booth. All right. The I'm name back still in. works. The name still works. Yeah. The booth. They just accidentally yeah. only had booths. You, that's your whole business model. That's true. <laughs> I'm a much simpler man than hey, the people who run that place. Maybe you could add some phones on the tables like old school like a phone booth and you can call it the phone booth yeah and it's where people go to make phone calls (laughs) you could could have like a the the menu has like this idea gets worse and worse (laughs) Uh, can I make it worse the the menu is uh, cartoon drawings and hidden like Waldo or little versions of John Wilkes booth that you have to find throughout Mm -hmm. the menu we're not calling him an American patriot but we're like leaning well hang on (laughs) Oh, this is your idea, Dave. This is your idea. This is yeah. your idea. John Wilkes Booth is an American patriot for yeah, killing yeah, yeah, yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Um, okay. Now, I'm sure you have several other uh, fry takes for us. I want to sneak in and get my own recommendation okay. from you. Uh, so my favorite fast food fry, which I believe I did mention on this on the Ashley episode, what is uh, Rally Burgers mm-hmm. fries. Okay. Incredible. Very crispy. There's a little something in the middle. It's not just. It's not, it's not just, just the yeah, outside. Yeah, you're not. You won't be furious with okay. me. But then the seasoning is very like. I don't know if it's Old Bay, but like it's got a kind of a red di- t- okay. uh, tint to it. It's delicious. And the only Rally Burger in Miles uh, has now become a drive-through Starbucks. Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. My hangover 
Mecca, my yeah. Sunday church, yeah. Rally Burger is gone. Never yeah. had them. Um, is I there mean, an equivalent? Yes. Where where can I get those fries? Those fries specifically, I think, I mean, there are other rallies. There's one in Culver City that doesn't necessarily help you. Oh, no. Um, I mean, the, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's, I feel like I have an easier time talking about specific restaurants in Los Angeles that I think do great fries because I find for some reason everyone is so opinionated about fast food French fries. Mm. The LA Times like last year put out a big matrix of like French fry rankings, like power rankings. And uh, it was such a viral hit for the LA Times that the guy who wrote it, Lucas Peterson, like kept going on national television to talk about it. Like, wow. people have massive opinions on the fast food French fry scene. That huh. like sums up America. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there is some like, dark part of America that lies in that story. Yeah, where that guy becomes sort of famous yeah. for writing about fast food French fries. Like millions of page views for one story. Oh, I mean, you know, I worked at BuzzFeed for three years, and in that time, the amount of, uh, you know, people try, you know, fast French fry taste test people debate yep. each other on fry D- views in the millions yeah. comment Damn. sections popping off people furious yep. wow the engagement crazy epic <laughs> epic and I was and this is something this is something Lucas said in the piece and that I would agree with him on five guys has I think really great french fries five oh. guys I don't spend a lot of time Never going to five guys um it's fun they give you free peanuts you yeah, shell you them the leave them on, on the, the ground yeah. oh I like um, a place I can leave a mess there we go you love <laughs> I love a movie theater um yeah Okay, uh, so I, five guys for those kind yeah, of fries. Yeah, and they uh, they fry in peanut oil, which is nice. So it's not quite as like, uh, it's a more subtle oil, so you're not getting like overwhelmed with like bad flavor. What are the normal oils that they fry French fries Canola oil or vegetable oil, usually okay. something like that. Yeah. Um, okay, with that in mind, let me amend my question. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not looking for exactly the rally equivalent at a, at mm-hmm. a restaurant, but where will I find um, the best... Uh, let's say heavily or noteworthily seasoned fries. Yes. Uh, I think obviously Howland Ray's with that spice shake is a really great example. I think you should try the fries at the Bellwether in Studio City, Mm. uh, which is a little kind of like neighborhood bistro-y restaurant. Um, They do some very interesting kind of technical things, but it's also just a sort of everyday place. The patty melt there is fantastic and the fries, they like double fry. So they're a little darker than usual, heavier on salt. Sometimes they put like a little bit of seasoning on top and they're not quite steak fries, but they're bigger like that. Like you only maybe get like 12 fries total. So you've got that Love kind of it. inside that you want the soft That's potato. my dream. Yeah. And they're seasoned really, really well. Those are great. I got it. Mm. Yeah. I okay, got it. Go. I'm satisfied with yeah. that answer. Thank okay, you so much. Good. I'm going to try it soon. And then the, the other one I was going to recommend is you talked about La Poubelle and those bistro fries. Um, Stevie had a conniption. Um, my whole face just changed again. <laughs> Uh, Steve's packed a bag and is yeah. out, almost out the door. That is it. <laughs> of her own apartment. I have, life in Alaska. I have ended relationships for much less than this. <laughs> have either of you guys been to Petit Trois? Do you guys know what this is? No, I haven't. So it is yes, a... but ooh. I forget why or who, with who. The original one is in like a little strip mall off like Highland and Melrose. Yes. And it's got like a very like elbow to elbow, fun, vibrant French bistro, sit on stools next to somebody yes. vibe. They do bistro style French fries that come with like a Mornay sauce on top. So it's Ooh. like a bechamel, but with like Gruyere cheese. And oh it is like God. the best version of a cheese fry you could possibly. Whoa. It's so, so good. Whoa. So good. Okay. I won't be trying those because they are missing an essential ingredient, in my opinion. But Dave, you got to get those. I don't like bistro style fries. 
So the essential ingredient that is missing <laughs> is your middle, own happiness. <laughs> the ingredient that's missing for her is the, is the soft, pillowy yes, exactly. middle of the fry. Yeah, exactly. the ingredient that's missing is the important ingredient. Yeah. Okay, well now, then this is interesting because let's get a little bit of chatter going. So this brings up, uh, I think, a, a question related to what we opened the discussion with, which was uh, you are, are not a, a fan of the um, Jay's Bar fries which do sort of check off some of uh stevie's boxes because those as we discussed have the kind of soft in the middle quality what um i'm not familiar with them but i haven't had them oh you haven't had them she's Mm. a fan of alco's fries i like alco's fries i mean if we're talking convenience you know (laughs) well Well, i guess what i'm trying to say is i think that based on ashley's description of them that is sort of what you're looking for but if but Oh, okay, but well, they're no, no. not the best fries in the Yes, LA. and, that, and yeah. that's sort of my broader point. Is like, Ashley's not wrong for liking fries that she likes. Anybody can like anything. And part of the reason you may like the Elko fries is because they happen to fit within a geographic area that is uh, important to you for whatever reason. Yeah. But I, I'm definitely that guy. Like, if pressed, I will happily be like, I'm going to drive 20 minutes further away for this thing. Um, I think if you want just like a straight, really simple fry, Belcampo, um, in Santa Monica, they also have a location at Grand Central Market in downtown. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah, they happen to like raise their own cows and like that's their big thing is they're like a butcher shop but also do burgers and stuff. Oh, I know this place. This is yeah. great. Yeah. So they fry their fries in beef tallow just like McDonald's used to do <gasps> and that's like old school classic as it gets vibe. That's what I want. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I like, I'm not even sure what kind of fries I like but I like them to taste incredibly cl- like old school classic. Yeah. Like what I would get if I was around in the 1950s and went to a diner. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The soft, the middle, crispy outside uh, of Cantor's, I feel like, even if I'm not, I wouldn't say with full confidence that their quality is completely held up over the years right. in terms of their actual f- food, like their sandwiches, but those fries from the moment I moved here until now, nothing's changed. Very golden, very warm inside. I love those fries. Yeah. No complaints. But yeah. I like Cantor's just because I grew up going there. And that ceiling is so delightful to just it sit so underneath. Cool. It's like its own little beautiful winter atrium. It's, it's so really nice. good. Yeah. I like it's to really think good. about all the famous people who have blown through town over the last million years who have been, you know, there at 4 a.m., on some sort of substance or mm. just wildly inebriated and yeah. enjoying the same Bad food that service. I'm enjoying. It's truly stumbling up those narrow stairs to try to pee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when exactly. there is a bathroom in the bar. <gasps> oh, that's true. That but then you got to go all the way across the restaurant. I'll do it. I'll do it to avoid those stairs. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay, Farley. Yes. Is that your last fry rack? Yeah, that's probably my last like local fry rack. Okay. Yeah. You have national fry racks? No, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I guess not. Um, you have international fry racks? <laughs> one place. Well, I mean, Montreal has like amazing poutine, but nobody's, oh, yeah. nobody's going out of their way to go to Montreal just for poutine. Did the poutinery in LA close? Yeah, it did. Smokes poutinery. Oh, now it's a vegan place, right? No, no. It's called Bon Hui. Um, they do have some vegan items, but it's sort of like modern Vietnamese food, but oh. also just like delicious casual. Oh, I'm thinking stuff. of the Danny Trejo place next door to it. Yes, that's, yeah. that's a Danny Trejo spot. Yes. Machete. <laughs> Machete. Why did I, I say that? I don't I don't know. I looked at you like I was supposed to say that. Yeah, and yeah. Then you looked at like, me like, do you know you have a show that you're I, on right now? The brands are inside Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Begging to get out. I think I, I have spam. <laughs> Dave's brain is half spam, half just like his own cognition. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question yes. for you. I was talking to a friend sometime this week. Mm-hmm. Um 
And I was saying that what I find so interesting about some restaurants is that all of the food, no matter what you order, tastes the exact same. Ooh. Like um, Sage Vegan Bistro. Yeah. You can order a pizza there. You can also order a salad. Mm -hmm. It all tastes the same. I, I would say that that is something that is sort of endemic to the vegan food community. I knew it. And I know that, that you were <laughs> vegan for a while, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, that's definitely part of it just because a lot of the ingredients overlap. Um, it's the same reason when people talk about like four ingredients make up every menu item at a Taco Bell. Like you're just uh, limited by the sort of resources and so okay. you can change the configuration but it's all but like all, largely the same. That makes sense because I did say it feels like it's very specific to vegan restaurants. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, they all have a flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful to not be limited to that anymore. That is, yes. Welcome. Welcome to like the much wider world of like delicious foods it's to be able to eat. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to touch on this one thing. You guys talked about like dips versus sauces, obviously. Yeah. What's um, up with it? So I, I come from, I would say that all, all dips are sauces, but not all sauces are dips. Wait, okay. Mm. Say that slowly. All dips are technically sauces. Yes. But the world of sauces is larger than just dips. So not all sauces are also dips. Ooh, okay, that makes so much sense. You, yeah, oh, that. now that I'm hearing it out loud. Yeah, because you can't, you couldn't dip or fry in in like a runny spaghetti sauce, but that's yeah, still yeah, a yeah. sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then people also would maybe dip like a mozzarella stick inside a marinara. Like, well, like a chunk, a yeah, thick. Yeah, a, a chunkier you version. You know the difference when you see it. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and usually you were talking about like barbecue sauce. I think that's a great example of it is uh, simultaneously an ingredient to be used while cooking and also like a finishing topping and then also a dip. Like it can be any of those things as a sauce. Yes. Whereas soy sauce is not usually a dip. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're at a sushi restaurant. Yeah. And you might dip your sushi in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's, <laughs> it's like umbrellas and layers. <laughs> <laughs> this is the laugh of someone who drove back and forth to Santa Monica in too traffic today. <laughs> yeah. This is a laugh of a woman just being alo too alone today. Like, I'm just like, it is so nice to see people. <laughs> Isn't that always, I, 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 whenever I like, if I'm maybe having lunch with someone or, or like maybe seeing someone in my apartment building and I say hi to them, it's always funny for me to realize, oh, this is, I'm saying the first words I've said out oh, loud yeah. all day. Yeah. And then I think, oh, can I didn't even make a phone call today? Yep. Maybe I, like, I, I got a coffee. I guess I, oh, no, I didn't even say a word to that person. I just paid and tipped and yeah. left. Uh, it is, I think it's the the mark of, like, commuter culture. and yep. like, LA. Yeah, I can walk into work in the morning and, you know, talk to my five other coworkers and realize, oh, I'm not used to speaking yet. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I'm a person who has not like handwritten a letter in years. And if I try to write like a paragraph by hand, I'm like, I don't know how to do this anymore. Yeah. Like I've fallen out of function. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. That's all I do. I'm always just writing <laughs> letters by hand. <laughs> I, I send them in the mail. I'll, I have people I send yeah. stuff to. You're good at that. I hope everyone is a willing participant in this scheme. Otherwise mm -mm, it's just mm -mm. <laughs> These yeah. are letters. You're These... the Unabomber. <laughs> I'm cutting the letters out of magazines and yep. it takes me a long time. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't actually written anything by hand because I don't want my handwriting to be detectable. <laughs> Anyways. I was waiting for you to blank and you did just blank. So now oh, I'm, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we're can, out of the woods. Can I share with you guys my story on Thousand Islands dressing? Are you kidding? Yeah. You can share with yes, us any stories you have. Also, thank you for Getting us back on track. <laughs> Not your job, but no. greatly appreciate no, it. I'm just too excited. It should be noted, this is my favorite dip. Yes. Okay. I, it is among my favorite dips as well. So we, we are alike in that sense. Okay, so 
we have to play a dip music here. Um, we'll make up a jingle mm-hmm. and insert it. Or we play a put, you put your hand up on my hip when I dip, <laughs> you dip, we dip. Yeah. Also an option. I'm not sure about the licensing, but. Oh, we already sang it. We're already good to go. Okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's legally ironclad. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we, how licensing works for me. I'm like, but we already did it, so yeah. we're going to keep going. I put not at the front of the restaurant name. We're good. <laughs> All right, this, is, you, this is a theme. Okay. Are you guys ready to hold on to the table again? Oh, okay. Ready. We're holding I'm on. Clutching I it. am, me personally, I am literally from where they invented Thousand Islands dressing. It's called Thousand Islands because it's from the Thousand Islands region of New York State. And that's where I'm from. Hold up. <laughs> what? Why did none of us know about this? Okay, keep going. So, uh, the St. The Lawrence River. That I need goes, a moment to digest, you know? Yeah. Like, I have to take a second. The St. Lawrence River that goes past Montreal eventually opens up into Lake Ontario. And at the mouth of that is called the Thousand Islands region of New York State. So, I grew up like 20 minutes south of the Canadian border. And it's called the Thousand Islands because there's like you know, 1,500 little tiny islands that open up. Um, some are very small. There's like famous photos of ones that's like a little cabin, maybe the size of your apartment, that is wow. just on a standalone island with one tree. As long as that is a tree on it or some livable growth, it is considered an island. Moss? Moss probably counts. I don't know. Okay. I got to talk to the mossologists. Okay. Some are, some are, some are really big. There is a castle. There's a castle called Bolt Castle in the middle of the Thousand Islands region. A huge span bridge that goes over right by it. The castle, and this all ties in, was built by a guy named George Bolt for the love of his life, but she died during construction. So he oh. abandoned plans for it. And for years, it was derelict on this island. And now the state owns it and it's like slowly rehabbing and you can go take tours of it and things okay. like that. George job was as a general manager for um, the original first big Waldorf Astoria in New York State. So a lot of downstate people used to come up in the summertime and have summer homes, including John Jacob Astor, who had a private chef accompany with him uh, for these trips. And one night during a big dinner, Astor demanded some new uh, sauce to go with this big meal, and the chef came up with Thousand Islands dressing. (gasps) He loved it so much, he took it to the Waldorf Astoria down in New York City, and it spread like wildfire from there. (gasps) And that's why it's called Thousand Islands dressing. I just got chills. Wait, so he... I love that story. I mean, first of all, that is truly amazing, but I got... I'm wondering, I mean, I guess this, this is just the mark. I mean, the answer is because he was a good chef, but I'm just wondering, like, how a chef is looking at a table full of food and sees ketchup and sees mayo and then sees a pickle and says, I'm going to try or relish. Like that's right. what it is, right? Those right. are the, yeah, essentially. But it's what an interesting combination. Cause I never would, I would have never thought, but right. It's also interesting because tartar sauce is almost the same thing just yeah. without the ketchup. And yeah. those were invented in way different places. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Is tartar sauce just mayo and relish? Yeah. It's, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's mayonnaise, pickles, dill pickles, Salt and onion, huh? Yeah, and some maybe left. the onion is where it gets its tang. I always thought it, there was something, yeah, there's no onion in Thousand Island, is no. there? Well, no, I don't believe so, but okay. there is like you know, uh, paprika or whatever, like there's it's a little bit of a spice something. difference there, yeah. Wow. Um, but I agree with you, like the way that chefs come up with dishes in general or sauce on the spot because their like rich owner told them to, I don't know how that happens. My question is. Moving to California, I think uh, you really brought this to the forefront of my mind because I think I'd had a Thousand Island before that. Either I remember there was a weird period in college where the, I would get fries and I would mix mayo and ketchup and make a little pink sauce, and I didn't. I, I think that was even years before I had Thousand Island, but I just you know I was missing yeah. one ingredient. Yeah. But I'm wondering how 
Thousand Island traveled from New York to restaurants and then became distilled into like house sauce. Like I feel, I feel as though any LA restaurant that has like that's burger forward has a spread <laughs> or a or a sauce that is like. Oh, this is what we do here, and I maybe it's just Big Mac. It's because of the Big Mac, but I feel like every place has uh, a yeah. sauce, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is just like they uh, call it a house sauce, but yeah. it's a thousand island." Yeah. yeah, and it's a very good question. I don't, I don't necessarily know the answer. I think having it as a focal point at the Waldorf Astoria, which is obviously a big bustling hotel in the middle of a metropolis, a lot of people are passing through and have the ability to fall in love with it and bring it home themselves. They might have started marketing it because it felt popular. I truly don't know. Yeah. But here's the sort of kicker to your point in the story. Um, I've been very fortunate in my job to get to expand a little bit on the sort of things that I cover. I like talking locally, but I also write and think nationally and internationally some more now. And I got the opportunity for work to go to Taipei, Taiwan last oh. year for uh, a reporting trip it's really great. You know, we hire local writers to do all the content for us, but we get to go and sort of pick like what stories seem interesting from an American lens and also learn from them about things that we might not have thought would be interesting, but end up being really great. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the lobby of this very fancy hotel in Taipei, Taiwan, and I'm looking down at this buffet line and at the end of the buffet line is Thousand Islands dressing. And I have this real moment of clarity that like... I'm so fortunate in my job to be able to do this thing that I do and travel across the world. And I'm from a town of literally like one stoplight and 400 people. And this fucking dressing is so famous that it beat me there. You know yeah. what I mean? Wow. Yeah, I the, love that. The dressing showed up before you. Yes. That is pretty wild. Yeah. People in Taiwan know what Thousand Islands dressing it's is. It's so good. That's I crazy. Mean, I think it's like it's such wild. a... I mean, I like that it's such a ubiquitous flavor. It also... It scans like it's good, yeah. You know, absolutely. And it's, it's a little. I don't know if it's like junky. It is weird because it's hard for me to imagine putting it on a salad, but I know people do. Yep. It's really. Like, it yeah, it's a salad dressing. I know it's a salad dressing, but I've never seen someone put it on a salad. It's it's <laughs> a little sweet for for that. It's I think. a little like, more small towny. I think yeah, you'd find oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it feels a little too thick for a salad for me too. I'm like that's a thick ass salad. <laughs> it's like putting barbecue sauce on a yeah, salad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh god, oh, I'm sure somebody has. Oh, of well, course. barbecue ranch probably was invented for yeah, that. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, you, I, I'd say I feel like there's someone sitting at a Golden Corral right now, sloshing a little barbecue sauce <laughs> on, a, right. on some iceberg. <laughs> 100 percent because they're on a diet yeah <laughs> they're trying to watch it you know you talked earlier about um, mayonnaise and ketchup mixing those two together that's mm -hmm. called uh, fry sauce in utah and they like bottle it and sell it on their own as in a utah? standalone staple in no utah pickles. yeah no pickles there's no uh pickles. well i mean who is it uh is it heinz someone someone just started marketing something called mayo chup Stop. Yeah, there's cranch out there. I know cranch exists. <laughs> what is cranch? Cranch is like ketchup and ranch. How could it not be cranberry ranch? <laughs> Honestly, my brain literally, when you said, you said cranch, I was like, crayons and ranch. <laughs> yeah. Someone's doing it. it. You ever feel like you got a college degree and you know you're an intelligent human and mm -hmm. then you have thoughts like that that make you go, hmm, maybe not? Yeah. 100% oh, of the time when I try to open a bag. Oh I'm, my gosh, me too. I am full. There's so many times in my life where that is that is exactly my thought is, aren't I smart? Yeah, yeah <laughs> wait, wait I, a second. I thought I was smart. Maybe yeah, not. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I feel that way anytime I try and um, say an idiom and I say it incorrectly, which to me feels so weird i'm you know english was my first language mm -hmm. um 
I can't the like three days ago on the phone I said um killed um <laughs> what did you say <laughs> I said yeah I killed um a bird with two stones <laughs> <laughs> The first one didn't kill it. <laughs> Only injured it or grazed it. Came back around. Overkill? I mean, basically, like, the entire meaning of what I meant to say was just null and void. And just yep. seems like I'm an advocate for overkilling an animal that did nothing. I killed a bird with two stones. Not efficient. The opposite of efficient. I like yeah. imagine you said that in a lull in the conversation. So you'd finish the thought, they'd finish the thought, and then five seconds later you said, I killed a bird with two stones. And they said, Huh? They said, what the? where are you from? <laughs> they said, we're in a yoga class. Please be quiet. I'm like, wait, can you hear my other idioms? <laughs> are all these wrong? <laughs> Question, does the early bird get worms? <laughs> Who gave the early bird my worms? <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's basically, I guess, all I have to say on French fries, which is... <laughs> Which, Which is a is, lot. We've well, covered I, a lot of ground. Yeah, I do. I have. Uh, I have one more maybe parting thought that I think about sometimes, which is that I. I think that. I think that we can do more with French fries. I don't know what that looks like necessarily, but I think vegans have a certain responsibility. Most vegans I know love French fries. Because it's the only food they can eat. Yeah, it's like such a staple food in their yeah. diet. I want to call on all the vegans out there. Let's start innovating the French fry. If we got to Impossible Burger, like, well, we, there's more we can do in the genre. I don't know what that looks like, but there's more we can do. I well, agree. I also think you could run for office with that platform. Yes. <laughs> yep. Vegans, we can be doing more with French fries. I think, well, to, to your earlier point about the uh mario's specials is that what it's called yeah, that, that yeah i feel like you can uh, i feel like vegans could innovate with the kind of frito pie sl mm -hmm. sloppy pile yes. kind of stuff so if you've got that bed of, of french fries that aren't fried in animal fat or whatever yeah you could do an impossible meat crumble you could do like a uh, dairy-free sauce drizzle you could chop up some you could you do some caramelized onions over that i think you could i think vegans aren't getting sloppy enough yeah that's right too prim and proper yeah yeah loosen a button vegans yeah when stevie was vegan she yeah I real was, stick up your butt i was only you know going to the fanciest vegan restaurants <laughs> which are like there's like three you had a parasol. You were constantly at threat of being blown away by the wind. I can't so tell you how many f hand fans I had to walk around <laughs> with in order to let people know I was vegan. No, tell us how many. You have to tell us. Two. One for summer, one for um, when it's just too hot in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to judge you, but you could have just used the one. <laughs> You're so right. But sometimes certain, you know, spring colors and designs don't look great in the winter. I'm well, just going to say that. That's a good point. Yeah. You need a dark hand fan for the winter, like a navy blue. <laughs> and then you need a, like a beige or a light pink for the summer. I've never had a hand fan before. Um, all of this is false. <laughs> Absolutely not true. <laughs> Stevie. It's okay. Thank you so much. I support you, and mm -hmm. it's not a lie; it's an embellishment. And speaking it's not of, an embellishment; it's 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 <laughs> color for a for a podcast. Yes, and speaking of lies, not embellishments. Um, there's one part about the um, cake that you guys ate in the beginning of the episode that I did not tell you because it colors everything, and I don't want that. Do I need to hold on to the table? Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on. on to the table. Am I being lied to? Mm, no, you're just withholding one bit of information. Okay, here. Is this podcast a prong? It's a prong. And, <laughs> oh, no. and it's the biggest prong I could play on anybody. 
<laughs> okay, so that cake was gluten free. <gasps> what? I know. Drop your forks. Thank uh, you. What did you swap out? What are, what are we talking about? I just use gluten free flour. Um, What's a, what? I mean, is it literally a wheat flour that has had the gluten removed, or is it an alternative flour? No, is it it's almond an alt, flour. It's an alt flour. No okay. almonds. I'm allergic. <laughs> She's allergies. I have allergies. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a brown rice flour uh, with tapioca starch and baking soda. And that is built into the packaging, or you add that as an alternative? It's built in. Wow. I tend to pick the ones that have like fewer ingredients because so many are chocked full of like you know like things like um, cornstarch and um, yeah. So yeah. I don't put cornstarch in it. So yeah, just so you know, it's rice flour. Wow, I which, couldn't. Taste the difference. Okay, no. good. That's good. I, I don't like to tell people because people will be like, I don't like gluten-free items. And then, then you eat it and you're like, it's just a different flour. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Some people were mad that the um, the Golden Globes went all vegan this year. I, that yeah, I saw was that. so insane. But some people were like, oh, I can't even, this is pure Los Angeles for you. All the hippies going vegan now and it's like. We all eat vegetables. It's okay. Like it's all the like, same people who care about stuff that affects them in literally no way. Yeah, yes. it's also yep. like for one meal. Yeah. Like that's the thing that I think is so weird about people being like, "What is this? Is it vegan food?" And you're like, "For tonight." Yeah, you don't even have to eat it. Exactly. That's the coolest part about a meal being served to you at an award show. Most people don't eat food. Yeah, they don't care. And like the world is dying slash on fire. We can all afford to eat a little less red meat. I know it's America and this is what like we got sold as a bill of goods in the 1950s by mm -hmm. huge commodity companies. But like it doesn't have to be that way anymore. No, you I can mean, eat the least amount of meat and still be a meat eater. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, we're finally now moving away from the narrative of everybody needs a giant <laughs> pint glass of milk every day. Yeah, yes. I know. It's so it's so weird to think that like when we were growing up that was just the norm like you were supposed to drink milk mm -hmm. with your meals which is also like try digesting any food with a glass of milk <sighs> it's gross just a hot day <laughs> <laughs> it's not good uh, i don't like that no no one does i'm just never also drinking any liquids that like have that consistency anymore it's like not quite a milkshake, but they're de it's definitely more viscous than water or tea or yeah, coffee. I don't need your in-betweens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I believe I made you. it through the whole year or the whole holiday season without ingesting a nog. Oh, wow. good call. I did have some nog. It was oh. a mistake. Yes, you did. This <laughs> past, this past holiday yeah. season, no nog consumed on this end. Wow. I never, feel... never have though. Like it's not a Never thing. been a nog lady? Yeah. I know. I'm not a nog lady and um, I hate that phrase. <laughs> Nog gal. <laughs> Look, I'm not a nog cutie, but um, you're nog that kind of girl. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. your yeah. dog Lauren just rejected that joke. <laughs> I looked down and she was uh, shaking her head. No, that was that's what that noise was. Wants an alt. Yeah, she was canceling me. <laughs> Farley, I, I'm so glad you came back. I kind of feel like, well, honestly, I kind of feel like you should have your own podcast where you talk about food you know it may happen um it would we, make a lot of sense and if you need I a couple so. of sidekicks who don't know nearly as much as you do yeah if you need a few doofs that i like i love i love a doof episode i did and this is true this was a, a rejected pitch mm -hmm. for a video series that i wanted to do through my company yeah which was 
uh, I agreed to interview people over a meal, but every week I accidentally double booked myself at side by side restaurants. <laughs> so I had to Mrs. Doubtfire the situation the whole night. Uh, did not get picked up to series, unfortunately. That's very so funny. funny. Are you That's kidding? They're lost. Yeah. They're yeah. fools. Yeah. I do believe that in sincerity that there is we can have a little more fun when we're talking about food. You know what I mean? I think so. Yes, yeah. I it's agree. Okay. I agree 100%. I think it can be a little playful and I do like that. I do too. Farley, you're an avid listener of this podcast, so you know that we've come to what used to be the five questions yes. and is now the one out of five pick a number and you get one question questions. Yes. Uh, oh. Stevie, do you want to <laughs> do you want to guess what you think my number is? Yeah, I would love to. Uh-oh, I'm getting two numbers. <laughs> two. Four? Two, two is my favorite number, but I was thinking five. Interesting. So you yeah. guessed two and four and five was five. <laughs> Every time you lock in those two, it's never either of them. Yeah. I, I will also say that I have never once successfully guessed what our guest is going <laughs> exactly. to to say. So there's some very there's a lot of fun here for me in trying to guess and consistently being wrong. It yes. keeps me humble. Yep. It keeps me really ashamed. You think you would have gotten it one out of five times, statistically speaking? No, no, no. haven't happened. My stats are better than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you picked um, five. 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 Yes. So Farley, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice about relationships or food. What would it be? Oh, um, don't take it all so seriously. Mm. I I spent the early part of my career feeling like I needed to have like definitive takes online because that's like what would sell. Yep. And I also spent the first part of even like my marriage now, which is four and a half years old, like. Congratulations. Being, thank you. Being like, I know exactly what being married is like, and I'm going to fulfill these roles. But the truth is, like, everything's much more amorphous. And a lot of the best things happen in those middle spaces. <gasps> That's I love that. Very good. I think if you lived your life like that, you'd have a great life. I'm trying to. Don't take it all so seriously. Yeah. Have a little fun. Exactly. Get Shake a little weird. <laughs> have a podcast. Say whatever you want on it. <laughs> Prank some people with a cake. Who cares? <laughs> Make something fun. <laughs> Lie to people about what's in it. Tell no, them after. Wait a minute. What? I don't want to be deceived anymore by you. I'm <gasps> going to say that in front of Farley and and my Christian God. Okay. <laughs> so you. I converted. Yahweh converted? Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. You're a Jew for Jesus? Yes. Wow. That's cool. You know, my accept... uncle converted to Catholicism? Wow. I, from a Jew to Catholicism? He was a Jew. Is He's... he back? Um, He is no longer with us, but I believe he died a Catholic. Got it. Wow. That's probably good. What? <laughs> you know, we're not even going to touch that. Uh, I want to. Dave, I, I just. I, I, I no, meant that no. if you. <laughs> Is it because, like, everyone thinks Jews go to, go to hell? Yeah, because he'll go to heaven now. Okay, well. Something to look forward to. Okay, I hope my uncle's in heaven. Farley, thank you for. 
being on what has turned into a, a pretty loosey goosey app. Great. Um, We're please, not taking it so seriously. Yeah. Please direct our our listeners to um, some of your online hubs. Yes. First, let me say, if you ever want to be on a podcast, I highly recommend bullying people you know to let them talk about French fries for fifty minutes. Yes. Uh, you can find me uh, everywhere online at over over under. And if you want to read my writing, I have a book called Los Angeles Street Food: A History from Tamaleros to Taco Trucks. Mm. And I also am the senior editor for la.eater.com. Wow, Excellent. that was incredibly well done. Also, Would you like to plug your uh, parody Instagram account that you don't run? <laughs> uh, a good friend of mine who shall go nameless because I don't want to give them the recognition. I'm over, over, under. They have under, under, over mm. as a parody account that is just yellow toned <laughs> filters of already eaten foods <laughs> with the hashtag nummy. Um, it is Wait, true. I mean, I'm laughing just thinking about it. It's the bane of it. my existence. That's genius. It, it's very good. And I... I like that it has like almost no followers, but yeah. it would also tickle me to no end if it like blew up and had 50,000 followers. I, I legitimately, um, when I was especially taking myself more seriously, had to tell this person, I need to be able to go through the follower list and block people who don't know that it's a joke mm. because I have like a professional life yeah, yeah, I also yeah. need to lead. So it's a delicate balance. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you guys um, before we go about my only um, attempt at a parody account? Yes. Yes. All right. It was with me and an ex-boyfriend and um, we called it OK Ice Reviews. So it was just OK Ice Reviews. And the tagline was um, ice, not meth. And what we did is we went to restaurants and took very, very bad photos of the glasses of water they gave us with ice in them. Sometimes my fingers would be in it, sometimes not. And so what we did is we rated the ice and wrote paragraphs and paragraphs about the ice and if we like the ice or not. And it was so fun. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. I deleted it. This is it. an Instagram? Oh, you deleted it. Okay. I deleted it because it felt too good for Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, I deleted it because I was like, I can't run another account, even if it's just yeah. ice reviews. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, maybe you can resurrect it for the 2020. It's a new year. It's a new t- time. Maybe a new boyfriend will want to do it with me. Yeah. Here's to hoping. Here's, Here's to, to hoping. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Farley. Farley, Thanks, thank you so much. Bye. 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 Wait. What? Wait, Farley. Don't go. Creak. Okay. He's back in. The, he's back yeah. in, everybody. Farley, we're so sorry we prematurely said goodbye. That's okay. Any opportunity to see you guys again Hello is one again. I'll take once a year. Welcome we miss back. you so much. <laughs> uh, we have some Twitter questions for you, mm-hmm. and I feel I would be remiss not to ask you. Yes. So, past guest, Brendan Smith, the wonderful Brendan Smith, asks, uh, best soul food, best soon tofu, and best Mexican restaurants in Whittier? Ooh. Very, three very specific questions. Yes. Um, for soul food, it's all things South LA. Um, Doolin's, D-U-L-A-N apostrophe S, is kind of like the mainstay, 21 years strong. They do it like cafeteria style, almost like um, places you truly see in um, the South that do like meet and threes, where mm. you literally just line up and it kind of rotates every day as a different special. Great. Um, but there's a lot of other places. Harold and Bell's is like more of a Creole kind of focused. They are also in South LA. They're 50 years old this year. So um, it just depends on what you're looking for in that soul food genre i would also say that like we jamming in places like that that have a jamaican and caribbean focus are mm. also very popular in south la and they've got a little um historic kind of soul food feel to them for soon tofu i mean beverly soon tofu is a classic bcd tofu house is probably the, like the big staple um 
the director who just did Parasite instead of going to In and Out after the Golden Globes went to BCD Tofu House cool. and then like signed the wall and was very nice to everybody. That's awesome. That's so cool. Delightful little story. Uh, and then the Mexican food and Whittier thing is interesting. Obviously, there is. Oh, it um, says or out that way. Yes, yes. So I I heard his episode and he was sort of using Whittier as like a shorthand for all things East LA. Um, if you're talking in that general region, my f- one of my favorite restaurants of the year has. Uh, popped up in Boyle Heights and it's called El Russo, R-U-S-O, the mm. Russian. It's um, a very nice, wonderful guy named Walter whose wife hand makes flour tortillas in their living room Ooh. and then like delivers them to the truck oh, and he wow. does carne asada and it's all over mesquite charcoal which is very like Sonoran, Northern Mexico style. And he does these tortillas or he does these tacos that are in the style of a place out of Rosarito called El Yaqui, Y-A-Q-U-I. So they have the flour tortilla and then griddled cheese, beans, (gasps) carne asada, like all the toppings. Sometimes you can get an egg on it if you want to. It is just like a delight of the senses and truly one of my favorite restaurants of the year. That sounds so good. Yeah. Great. What's the next question, Dave? Okay. Puzzlehead at Puzzlehead asks... Best food scene outside of L.A., domestic and international. Oh, um, I think, you know, if you're talking about all levels of dining, it's got to be New York City. They just do everything at such a scale that it's hard to compete with. I was definitely very, very into the food scene in Asheville, North Carolina, where I went a few months ago. I hear that, yeah. Um, There's a newer restaurant there called Benet on Eagle, which is an attempt to sort of reclaim a lot of these southern and largely uh, black food traditions Mm. of not only Asheville, North Carolina, but the greater south. similar to what stuff like uh, Sean Brock is doing. Um, It is a really, really special and beautiful and fantastic restaurant. And they also... I was at a barbecue place there and I was, as I normally do, found my way in the kitchen. I'm talking to the owner and I'm describing like regional foods and I'm talking about my growing up in northern New York. And he's like, there's a dude who used to work for me who grew up in northern New York and he just opened a restaurant that is all foods of northern New York. You've got to go. And I peeled out in my car and drove over and it was, it was like... If you were in Thailand, uh, but of Mexican descent, and you walked into a Mexican restaurant, and you were like, they sort of got it right. Like, there was poutine, and like, all of this sort of very specific regional stuff that like, mattered to me where I grew up going. It was was very surreal, and and it it made me so happy. It was unbelievable. So Asheville, North Carolina, also a really great scene. Incredible. Uh, International? Oh, international, yes. Um... Obviously, Japan, I think, is these days considered the kind of stalwart for that. France is going to have its place as a classic dining style. I was really, really impressed with dining in Taiwan. Um, Mm. Taipei, specifically, for anybody I know who's taking a trip to Asia, Mm -hmm. usually your flights will offer you a layover somewhere um, in Taipei or uh, Korea or something. Take that day. Take the full 24-hour layover. Spend a night in a hotel. The street food scene is unbelievable there. um, They obviously are ethnically uh, Chinese, historically speaking, but culturally very Japanese. And so it is easily the safest, uh, most beautiful, friendliest, large Asian city I've ever been to. It was so easy to get around. I literally was looking for a restaurant on my phone walking down the street and a gentleman on a moped that passed me turned around and came back to ask me if I needed help. Like it's that place. That's great. 
And the food is fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Cool. That's so cool. And finally, Jeffrey R. At underscore Jeffrey R. Says best mobile pizza. Yeah. So this is a little bit like what we talked about earlier where restaurants are rethinking the business model. And a lot of them are sticking to a sort of modern street food ethos and doing new foods with it. Um, I assume what this person is talking about and kind of the best example right now is a place called Elio's. E-L-I-O apostrophe S. So do you guys know Jones on like Santa Monica and La Brea? Kind yeah, of edge kidding? of West Hollywood. I love yes. Jones. Yeah, Jones is so great. It Horny like, bathrooms. Horny Horny bathrooms, yeah. horny clientele, yes. Yes. horny pizzas. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. A gentleman who used to work there uh, bought a small domed Italian style pizza oven and put it in the back of his pickup truck and started doing pizzas in a parking lot on Sunset in Silver Lake. And they're what? really fantastic. Okay, I need to know. Yes. Uh, He's gotten like written up a bunch now. We were honestly eater. And this is, I sort of, as a guy who prides himself on such things, I was late to the game and going, it's a really awesome and quality example of like what a wood-fired pizza can be on the street and more importantly it just goes to show you that Los Angeles is never done thinking about new ways to fulfill a need you know yeah. this this is a beautiful and complex city and we will deliver food to you whether it's hot chicken or high-end dining in your neighborhood at a price point that works in a way that no other city can amen wow and honestly god bless elio's i gotta try it because we i, I need more in the repertoire as far as like yeah. good pizza that you can count on here and i think it is i think it is bullshit that there's no good pizza in la but you know there's fewer than i want yeah yeah i and also think it's important for us as experts on a food podcast to try all these things we need to we need to do more of that. We need to do more if we even want to come close to being able to sort of at one point in one part of our life be able to use the term expert. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. Sometimes We're, I'll throw it out just to see if it catches on today. Mm-hmm. It didn't. No, not today. No, not today. <laughs> I know well, a lot about some stuff, but you know. Why don't we leave the actual expert, Farley, to being an expert? Yeah, yes. we'll leave we'll leave it to you. Yeah. Uh Okay, so this is for real. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna fake you out again. We we've got some apple cake for you, and we are now officially saying goodbye and thank you so much. Great, thank I can't you, wait Farley. to run out of gas at the end of the block and come back in ten minutes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bye, Farley. Farley. Wow, we've never had a double ending, have we? No, we've never said stop. You can't leave. We need to talk to you more. Is this now a considered a triple ending? Because now we're no, because he's not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. But it could be. We could end this and then come back for another segment. Dave, thanks so much. I'm gonna have to see you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, Dave, can you hold up a second? Oh yeah, we should do. Uh, we should do an actual outro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What uh, What were your thoughts on that episode? Um, you know, I always, I really. I could talk to Farley for hours about food and I have um, we uh, we had a, a lovely uh, I, I ate a Christmas dinner with him at Tamo Shanser with a bunch of people uh, oh, nice. a couple of weeks ago um, an LA eatery that has carolers all dressed up and uh, it was it was a very nice uh, celebration and I just I like hearing him talk about food he knows what he's doing yeah. I, any time I feel like I've become you know set in my ways or like I only eat three things it's cool to just talk to someone who knows more than me yeah I I really like the fact that when he talks it's like really I feel like we're getting secrets yeah you know what I mean it feels like healthy gossip like it feels like he's giving us secrets to unlock food in LA and honestly I guess internationally yeah Um, and it feels cool because it's stuff I wouldn't have probably researched or even learned about but it's so nice to just be handed that information 
and then we can go off and use it. It's also so, I feel, I mean, look, it's it's a new year. People are turning over new leaves and, and trying to, uh, you know, develop new habits and stuff. I mean, and I'm speaking for myself because... I'm I'm really trying to make progress with uh, with like health and fitness and cooking and yeah. it really is great to um to just talk about food and not not a general sense but in a way that's just pure enjoyment like yes. there was no mention of oh this is a really you know this place will this place will let us wrap your burger for you or not that there's anything wrong with any of that but 100%. we're just talking about like this is what's going to taste great and you know, I, I don't think he'd be uh, uh, embarrassed for me to say so, but he's been Farley's been on like a really uh, active uh, health and wellness journey himself. He's uh, gotten in pretty great shape and started rock climbing and stuff, and wow. it hasn't gotten in the way of his like food enjoyment and his job. And I think that that's like it's it's amazing, and it 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 gives me hope. And yeah, he's yeah. he's a very. Uh, He's just a very interesting, wonderful guest all around. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I also love what he said, his last thing, which is like, don't take it all so seriously. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's have more fun with it. Let's go to restaurants and enjoy our food. I feel like the days of, I used to have girlfriends who would go to like a restaurant and they'd be like, I'm so bad. I'm eating French fries or I'm eating mashed potatoes. And I'm like, I eat that stuff all the time. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear that anymore. Like, let's just enjoy food or 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 don't come. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm I'm sort of trying to learn or accept that that's okay. Uh, the more I exercise, again, it, it, this is not uh, rocket science, but the hungrier I am. Yeah. And if I eat like a normal, if I eat a diner breakfast after I've done like a hard workout, I'm realizing like, oh, I can barely lift my fork. It means I maxed out what my body can do and I need to put food in it. And it's okay that I'm at a restaurant doing it. And it's yes. okay that I used up all of my vegetables last night and I'm yeah. going to a restaurant. Um I uh, I will say though, hmm. um, I wanted to just say maybe it's to hold myself accountable, but I saw um, past guest Ify Wadiway at the gym this okay. morning, mm-hmm. and we did a little elbow bump, and I went to my car and I realized like, oh, we started talking about how I was newly exercising and stuff when he was on our show, and it's been over you know a month, month and a half, yes, and I gotta say just to maybe make a marker here and say this is when i noticed it and let's see it let's see if i can build from there yep i noticed a small muscle <gasps> on my i have a little bit of a, a tiny and i say small i mean it i have a little bit of a tricep situation <gasps> going uh, okay and it's and again it is so this has been like so we're at the end of january now and so that's this is a new tricep muscle Yes, and I'll, I'll show you, and you'll see just how small it is, but I, I took a picture. Okay, let me see. Look. No, it's not that small, and it's definitely there. It's a little bit, it's, I mean, it's a little, a it's a little cute guy, but but I uh, I think that the craziest thing is that this stuff just works, yep. and I'm trying not to, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not weighing myself, I'm not, uh, I am generally eating better and, and being a little carb conscious, conscious and all that stuff, but that doesn't mean I'm not eating out. It doesn't yeah. mean I'm not enjoying my food. Uh, it's bizarre how much it works when you can just accept that this is what you're doing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And you it, make it a lifestyle and you're all, you're just healthy. Yes. Oh, I love it. Also, I wanted to read a very nice email that we got. Yes, please. Uh, this showed up in our inbox today. 
uh, Christian Campos, who is a very uh, loyal listener to the show. Hi, Christian. Hi, Christian. Said, your episode with Brendan Smith was truly my favorite episode to date. It was awesome to have an LA-centric food episode, especially the Los Feliz slash Hollywood bits. Your guest seems like an incredible hang with an encyclopedic knowledge of LA's best food spots. I always think of food field trips as mini vacations, and I have mm. a few more spots to add to the list thanks to y'all. R.I.P. El Chavo and good luck bar. Cheers from a native Angelino Christian. <gasps> wow, that's so cool. Thank you, Christian. Thanks, I love Christian. that email. Yeah. Brendan, Feels good. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool that this year so far we've had, we're going to have like a few LA centric food episodes, which is really nice because I think a lot of our listeners are in LA. Yeah. And if not, you know, come take a quick vacation and hit up some of these spots. Yes. And to that end, I think we will have a couple food centric ones, but I think that that means that just around the corner, we're going to have some kind of a corker of a relationship episode. And I think maybe we'll be booking with that in mind because, you know, I like hearing about a juicy burger, but I like hearing about a juicy gossip too. You know what I'm saying? I 100% do. And nothing wrong with that. I think, uh, I think all relationships are beautiful. They're not created equal. And sometimes, uh, sometimes people have a story to tell. I want a story. I want, I want a to story. break a story. <laughs> <laughs> you want, want a hot story? I want to break a story. Yeah. You got any, you got any updates for me at all before we get out of here? Um, my updates so far are, um, you know, all of January, I'm still on my elimination diet, um, through my doctor, mm-hmm. through my allergist. So that's going well. I'm reintroducing some foods, um, still cooking at home, baking a lot. I've been baking in the colder weather, which yes. is nice. Your apple cake is wonderful. <gasps> Dave, Please keep you. baking. Oh, Dave, thank you for saying that. I want to eat more food that you make. I will make some pound cake or something too. <gasps> Cause that's really good. Do it. All my grandma's recipes. Um, yeah, I've just been really enjoying the new year, the new energy. Mm-hmm. Um, no real updates in terms of relationships. I have been talking to someone. Oh, um, what kind of talking? Texting? Um, it's a lot of texting, phone calls. Um, he's out of town right now. So um, we've been doing this for about a month and a half, to be honest. And you haven't met in person? Not yet. We're meeting literally next week. So I'll have something to report to you. I know that's okay. Give me something to look forward to. Good. Um, I have one more question for you that is, um, it's really out of left field, but I, I just, I just, it's been, it's been on my mind a lot. Uh, so I'm prone to falling down certain rabbit holes and just really following (laughs) my bliss and my own mania. And, uh, lately I have not been able to stop uh, reading about and listening to, the music of Frank Zappa. Oh. And he is a very, very uh, accomplished, amazing, uh, he's no longer with us, but he, he was an LA-based musician who had a lot of specifically LA, like a, a lot of lyrics like with references to LA. Yes. And so I know your dad is a musician and you grew up around here. Uh, and I think he grew up uh, close to, uh, not in Palmdale, but maybe like Pomona, somewhere around there. Did your dad ever cross paths with Frank Zappa? <laughs> I do not know Frank Zappa in particular, but um, Brendan Smith, great friend of the Zappas. 
Wow. He does a podcast with one of his sons. Oh, right. Amit. Yeah. So he, I think he knows them quite well. Okay. Um, I feel like if I, if we had him back on and I asked him a question, we'd just talk about it for two hours. But I think maybe our listeners would uh, be a little bit upset because uh, it's a very boomery uh, interest of mine. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That is, (laughs) that is your most boomer interest. And I, and, and actually this does tie into, uh, to, to our show a little bit. Um, his, uh, his son, (laughs) Frank's F's son, Dweezil uh, plays like faithful recreations of his father's music. Yeah. This is all like within the last month that I've just been for some reason yeah. can't stop listening. I get it. Um, but he he tours with like a huge band, some of which his dad used to play with and plays uh, you know these f- long sets of his dad's music and I was like you know this would be just great to go. I should just even if I have to go by myself. I would love to see it. Turns out he's on tour. Oh. And he's coming <gasps> to Pasadena with this whole band and I'm not even going to ask you to guess when he's coming. Stevie, his date where he's coming literally like 20 minutes from us is on Valentine's Day. No. And Are you going to do it? No. There is no way I would ask my girlfriend to come see. Not to, It's not like, hey, Frank Zappa, he's that guy's dad. It's like, do you want to see... A guy that you're not really familiar with, son, play that guy's music I would be with a bunch of 65-year-olds. I'd be so mad at a boyfriend if he made me do that. I'm not. That's why I would never. I'm not even. It, I'm not even going to bring it up as a joke. Yeah, that's a good call. I um, <laughs> I want to stay in this relationship. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good call I'm not very to bring happy. it up. Um, wow. Yeah. Good thing you brought it up here. That could have gone real bad. But imagine if you were like, go for it. Why not? If she doesn't like him, then if she doesn't like him, dump he's her. not the right person oh for my you. God. That, I mean, honestly, you're you've got a little bit of a chaotic chaotic energy tonight. Maybe who knows? Yes, hard yes. Maybe you would have just said like, let's steer into this skid. No, no, or steer, steer away from the skid. Oh, now who's doing the idioms weird? <laughs> oh no, I caught it from you. You're contagious. Um, I uh. No, I'm an advocate for relationships. I will never tell someone to break up with someone over something like a, a Zappa show. <laughs> um, Stevie, your dogs are going crazy. You and I are losing our minds. Yes. We've had a wonderful episode, but it's, it's time to go. Yeah, let's go. Uh, you can find our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, but especially Apple podcasts where we would appreciate a rating, a subscription, and a review. If you'd write us a review, it would make us so very, very happy. You can call our hotline, 213-458-5236. Leave us a little something. Maybe we'll play it on a future episode. We've got our first one. It came in. It got in our inbox. I haven't listened to it yet because, frankly, I'm a little scared. What if it's scary or what if it's weird and then we never get another one again? But Mm. that's just my paranoia. I'm just letting you behind the curtain a little bit at my Mm. unique brand of mania. Mm. And I just want to say... Thank you all so much for listening. Maybe I'm sounding like a broken record, but I really just enjoy season three. It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's not just a good constant in my life, but, um, you know, I will say it. it's a good constant in my life. Me too. And I, I can, I, I walk, I've been walking to Stevie's when we were, when we record and it just, it just makes me feel good. Me too. And I feel like we're due for a, someone's going to come in and, and, it's going to be a crazy chaotic episode. I don't want to jinx this, but who knows? No. I'm just saying that it's been so pleasant and wonderful up until now. The other shoe's about to drop, yeah, you know? Yeah. No, Dave, that's not how things work. You're, the really? shoe's not going to drop. Okay. Also, can I say something really quick? Yeah. I had a friend text me that he listened to our last episode and, or he listened, he actually listened to the end of the year episode where we <gasps> reviewed our year. Yes. 
And it helped him let go of a resentment he had towards an ex-girlfriend. And <gasps> he texted me that he feels a lot lighter and that our podcast actually helps people. And Ooh, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm going to be insufferable now that I know that because that is a good feeling. They felt so good. I was like, oh wow, we're not just, you know, talking into mics into the ether. Like there are people listening and it actually is like kind of helping. That's Ugh, really nice. It made me feel really good. I just thought I'd end with that just so... um yeah, maybe maybe this episode on um, the French Fry rebuttal and uh, some places internationally and other and the Thousand Island episode will essentially like change your life. <laughs> I think we're about to change some people's lives. And you know what? I'll end on by saying that you know I know a couple of people have reached out and said that they really like it and have started to like it or started to listen to it. My brother has started to listen to it. <gasps> Welcome, baby so, bro. Hello to my little bro. He was just in town. I got to cook him dinner. Wow. He's a very good cook himself. He taught me how to use a chef's knife. Great. Honestly, I love food. Me too. And relationships. Me too. Hey guys, until next time. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, do you like comic books? Do you like brothers? Do you like brothers talking about comic books? You do. Okay, then. Listen to this ad. My name's Will Hines. And I'm Kevin Hines. We are brothers as well as comedians. As well as huge fans of comic books. Like the Fantastic Four, which we are talking about a lot right now in our podcast, which is called... Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. From Campfire Media, available from now until the end of time. <laughs> screw it. Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. Campfire.